Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What we just watched shouldn't exist in the world. Just like that. Honestly, I enjoyed it. Just groundbreaking challenge. Kind of man in a tree. Heidi Ho, uh, Tim and Guy friends and fans and family, and also to anyone who is um, a, a an, an enthusiast of And Just Like That, a sober-minded, Your, clear-headed fan um, of the telly show. Not even of us, just someone who likes it so much they've sourced um, reflections, recaps, and information far and wide to spend more time in the end just like that universe. We're talking to the carriers. We're talking to the Lisa lights. We're talking to the Miranderas. We're talking to the uh, Steve Linders. Who, who would have been disappointed by this episode? This episode, they would have actually been left out in the cold. I actually thought it was... Uh, no, I was going to try and do one with Unseemly, but... Oh, yep. Nah. I'm against it. Great. Seema. C- C- I'm trying to do Salamander and Seema. C- C- it doesn't work. C- yeah, it doesn't. C- it doesn't. And even C- if it Melander. did, even if it did phonetically, it wouldn't work spiritually. Why would see? Why would Salamander? C- salamander. I don't know. Salamander came into my head. What is a salamander? Is it a lizard? A little lizard. They grow their tails back. You cut them off, they grow back. Really? Is that all lizards? I think it's most of them. Definitely skinks. We've got skinks here. We've got skinks here in this house called Plague Skinks. Wow. Not because they carry anything, but because they breed so well. That it, it can be like, like the plague. plague-like. Does Remy like the skinks? He's, he's only noticed them a couple of times. They're pretty Do you know what it makes me think of when I say that? Remy and the skinks. 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 First of all. Imagine when John when Elton John dies. Okay. That'd be so sad. That'll be in the news for a day. I want to talk to you, Tim. About You're out of your mind. The man is a legend. Oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be in the news for two days. It's It happens. People we love die, and it's in the news. It's like one of the big things that happens in the news. Every, everyone will play, so goodbye, yellow brick road. That'll lead every fucking news item of a 45-second. me in your penthouse. 
What do you, okay, I don't want to talk about Elton John right now. Why not? Because we have... The man's a legend. We have, he is, he's good. <laughs> I like his music, okay? I and saw, wouldn't it be nice to celebrate I's, our best music artists while they're still alive rather than wait for them to pass? Yeah, it reminds me of a line in a song that says, people, only get the, people never get the roses while they can still smell them, okay? I think Elton John, I think Sir Elton John, he of the famous Christmas parties... And um, like the glittering career with the biopic that he executive produced, yeah. which didn't shy away from all of the gnarlier parts of his personality, but certainly did a better job of highlighting them and say the Queen movie after Freddie Mercury was dead. I think he's had a moment in the sun. I think the sun hasn't set on Elton John just yet. Okay. But he's not the only music in the world. And the fucking thing I actually want to talk to you about is the music in this show. Because they're doing a good job with it. <laughs> they're setting the table. They're kicking goals. It feels good. And if we spend the whole fucking time spotlighting Elton John, a musician who is still alive and getting plenty of glow up, punch his name into Google. How many pages do you think you have to click through before it's not about Elton John, the musician? <laughs> millions. You can't get there. I guarantee you can't get there. That's such a strange metric. I don't know. You Google Elton John and just keep clicking till you run out of Elton yeah. John. And that's how you decide whether Elton John gets his. <laughs> You've Googled Elton John. <laughs> yeah. Millions of pages. There must be another Elton John. Yeah. Imagine Elton someone... John Plumbing what? Limited. So I think his name is Dwight Regiment. Oh, uh, Reginald something. His Dwight is in there. You're right. Yeah. So... Imagine if someone was born with Elton John yeah. as his birth name. Oh, yeah. He's and like, wants to become a famous musician. And so they changed their name to like... Dwight Reginald. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I just think the music's <clears throat> fantastic. So I said... I yeah, mean, it is. You reflected... You said it at the end of the previous episode, which we forgot to rate, by the way. 10 out of 10. Oh, shit. You're Jesus welcome. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Tim gives it nine. So That's not true. Yeah, it's true. So... They played a great song in the credits, and you said, you know, the, the, this show tricks you into thinking it's good by playing a good song in the credits. Uh-huh. And then in this episode, they peppered good music through the episode. They're splashing it. I don't know who's doing the music, but they're playing Dusty Springfield Spooky on the day of a Halloween party. There's a dance circle at the party. We've got people moving to Super Freak. Yeah. They're splashing cash. Yeah, yeah. The closing credits, I knew was going to be good, because I, I can't remember the name of the band. I think it's Sushi in the... There's a song called... Uh, Hong Kong Garden that was at the end of the first episode I think which is a fantastic song they've been getting it right the end of this episode they played a song I really like the sound of it sounded familiar I didn't know what it was so I shazammed it it's Smile by an artist called Will Powers now Will Powers is an art project by photographer Lynn Goldsmith who put out an album called Dancing for Mental Health brother I did I there's a track off that album Adventures that Spotify gave me. Or is yeah, it like is yeah, it yeah. the first part of success? It's you, only you. Yes. Yeah. That song fucking rocks. That song is from the same album. That Copyright, song's called Smile. Is that Will Powers? Holy shit. Copyright be damned. I'm gonna get a strike for this. I wanna I want everyone to enjoy this. Cause that I need to put that on a regular playlist actually. It's, it's I so it, good. I one morning when I got to host um, you. BFM Breakfast. I Only pl- you. I played it as like the wake up song Fuck for everyone. Yeah, dude, that should be on every morning. It slaps so fucking hard. Well, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> like this, this show. Yeah. I even wrote halfway through the episode. This show is finding its feet. This show got me actually. They, this year, they're I going gotta... beyond. Yeah. They're like they're introduced. You know, like it's in, they're playing interesting. 
Let's talk about the Shay stuff, eh? I think that's... Is that what you want to get into? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about Shay. Man, the Shay stuff's so interesting, isn't it? Well, the the, the Shay stuff is... The, the show, again, so in the last episode, it sort of created a meta-commentary on itself in that uh, Carrie was accused of ageism inside of a show which is carrying the baton of fighting ageism, I suppose, again, by Hollywood standards. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Shay... They play a um, the pilot episode of Shay's sitcom, Shay Passer, to a test group who a bunch of people have pulled from Times Square or whatever. And um, I forgot the title was Shay Passer. Shay's in sparkling form, by the way. At one point, so Shay and Miranda's relationship's under a bit of it's not a strain. They, they yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it is. They seem, but they seem like they're trying to make it work. But they're living very different lives, and mm. Miranda's stretched really thin. She's trying to look after Brady while also maintaining a relationship with Shay and look after herself. She she calls it the Bermuda Triangle of schlepping. She's sleeping at Shay's, getting up at 5 a.m., commuting to Brooklyn to feed Brady before he's got to go to whatever it is he's doing in the daytime. We need to suss Brady out. The kid's 22 or something. Oh, no, he's younger, I think, I th- like 21. I, th- I think he's being overparented. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Give him some space. you got to let him fuck He's got to figure this shit out. He's got to fall down, scrape his your knees. Ki- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not what you want to see, but your kid's going to get heartbroken. Yeah. And they're going to be stronger at the other end of it. Hard out. You, you can't coddle them through it. You can support them. Yeah. You be can there, be there for them. Be there to catch them, but you also, can't get up and make them breakfast every I think, morning. I mean, she's overcompensating because of the emotional deficit she's created by, as she's described in the previous episode, sort of blowing up the family. I understand what's happening. You know, I don't agree with it. I understand how you get into that position. Guy's in there. But so, at one point... Oh, I finally got it. Sorry, it you're on a no, real no, tear. No, 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 I really no, no, do no. apologize Hit it, for that. hit it. It's a bang. It's, it's... Yeah, this is it. It's kind of interesting, because the first time you hear it, if you don't know that it's like an art project or kind of a semi-satirical song, you're like... This song it's is... It's whatever you want it to be. It is everything, isn't it? It's both successfully the thing it's parodying and a parody of the thing. You are an important person, a rare individual, a unique creature. There has never been anyone just like you and never will be. So, yeah, it's so called, the album's called Dancing for Mental Health. You can find it everywhere. And then just like that is sparking it up for people. Respect. <coughs> anyway. Miranda's not sleeping enough because of you know this this bell she's trying to strike, and um, at one point, and Shay's got the this testing testing test, testing 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 for the pilot. Uh, Shay's agent is flying in for it, which Shay understands is a good thing. Shay's not supposed. You're not supposed to be there at the testing for your own thing. That's no, such a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. So Shay's behind one way glass. Well, I, before, where the focus group is on the other side. Before we get to the focus group. Oh yes, because. The, this episode um, sort of tries towards emotional resonance inside of the Shay character arc. And before we get to that, I just have to discuss one of Shay's jokes, <laughs> which is Miranda's not sleeping. Miranda and Shay are out for a meal. This is the night before the, test, oh, oh, the okay. pilot's being test screened. And yeah. Miranda's eating an incredibly spicy curry to like enliven herself, I suppose, because she's so she's tired. She's so tired. She needs to wake up. And she's, she's having a red curry. Yeah, and she's really battling with the spice. It's too spicy for her. And uh, they're sort of having a conversation. And Miranda also, but Naya Wallace, the the uh, recently separated law professor, still exists in the world of the show, by the way, and fucking seems to root a smoking hot dude at a five-star hotel. That guy is 
crazy good looking. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> you look like a statue know, walking around. It's greedy. It's greedy for us to be like, we pick and choose which character sex scenes we get. But it's <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to yeah fair I get even it. just the indication you <laughs> I know. get it <laughs> anyhow so ABC's pumped up about Shay Passer Shay and Miranda are out for dinner Miranda's eating this curry that's too spicy for her and she's saying oh by the way I'm not sleeping enough and I've had this offer to sleep in um, the music room at Nye's place which is like two minutes from where I live so it's just going to make life a bit easier for me and Shay's like that's all right you're Don't crossing it. the streams these are two different conversations no they're not are they yeah mate. Who's watching the shit out of yeah, the show? Yeah, you're the one taking notes here. Go on, go on, go on. So Shay, go on and go off. Yeah, so so Miranda's sort of a bit nervous to bring it up because they don't want to slight Shay. And then Shay says, the only thing I'm worried about is that spice all over your lips because I'm not trying to have curry lingus later. <laughs> Hated it on first blush and it took me about four seconds. I was like, you know what? You respect Don't that. hate it. You actually liked don't it. Don't hate it at all. Anyhow, the show marches on. The test screening plays. We enter as all of the people who watched it are feeding in on Tony Danza. And you won't be surprised to hear this. We all love the great Tony Danza. Yeah, we all love your Tony Danza. Thank you. That's the right number of syllables. Everyone loves Tony Danza. The scene with the apron is described as being and that's, funny. And that is Elton John. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. What? <laughs> that is Elton John. <laughs> and then the, the conversation takes a shift. So they're talking about Tony Danza. They're getting feedback on the dad character. And then there is a non-binary participant in the focus group who says the crying, which is something that we bookmarked, and you and I, I challenged Shay's response, and you said I can actually relate to Shay on this. Said the well, crying understand maybe sends not a signal that it's sad to be non-binary, and the show continues, and the, this this criticism continues, and says the whole Shay character was like a boomer stereotype, which I was sort of like I was glad to hear Shay's jokes getting a bit of fucking stick. Yeah, but then. The feedback, the feedback session continues to the point of creating emotional resonance where we see Shay, understandably, even if it's someone whose comedy you don't respect, being pretty crestfallen that like... Well, that, their character, which they, you know, co-created, they're playing an elevated version of themselves in the sitcom, yeah. gets absolutely decimated by all participants this of is the, the focus group. They're, they're all like, suddenly, it's a room of Tim and guys yeah. going, Shay sucks, but guess what? Shay's there hearing it all. This is the thing. So the show... In addition to the ageism in the previous episode, it's getting so meta. They're leveling, they're leveling criticism, which we are leveling. That was leveled at Shay, the character, in, and just like that, they're leveling, they're leveling the same criticism at Shay, the character in Shay Passer. <laughs> this show is like mattress pikelet, you know, and he's that on army one. of artificial intelligence created character writers that he's fucking fitted out this sitcom with. Yeah, they are having it always. Yes, they are. He's got cakes on the go. He's having cakes. He's eating cakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of cakes. And, and honestly, kind do you know of what? working. It, re- it was remarkable because I'm on the record as being iffy on Shay. Yeah. But I, there was, I. Shay's acting was fantastic in this episode. And yeah, shout was, out Sarah Ramirez, who plays Shay. There was so much sadness. And, 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 and they carried it so well. And, well, I just think Shay's. So we, we know that Shay isn't um, the self-confidence machine. We know that there is fragility inside of the character. But so much of the show, they're played as this shit-talking, straight-shooting, hilarious, pot-smoking, like just swinging from fucking vine to vine on the road to success sort of figure. And so it was honestly a relief and humanizing to have Shay 
fall. Well, satisf- satisfying, not in that you want to see someone fall, but satisfying to see a dent. You wanted to see that the, person fall. And the confidence of the character. Which actually got us to a point where, so Miranda and Shay are in the apartment. Um, this is after this this kind of soul rending event. Yeah. Is that the right verb? Soul, Prob- soul retching. Retching to rend something. You render it down or something? Soul rending. This heart heartbreaking moment where Shay's character has been shit upon by everyone in the focus group. And so Shay and Miranda talk. So Miranda's just going, ABC can eat shit and die. Everyone in the focus group can eat shit and die. And Shay's like, stop telling this everyone isn't to eat helpful. shit. Yeah. And then Shay says, I'm going to just need some time by myself. Can you give me a few days? And this is like, this is big, heavy, sad stuff. And I turned to Guy and I said, is this what you wanted, Guy? Yeah. Are you happy now? And I said, we'll talk about it on the show. So how did it make you feel finally seeing the downfall of Shay Diaz? Well, we don't know that the pilot, you know, it was a a rough test. The pilot's gone, baby. We don't know that. Let go. Okay. You need to move on. ABC's going to cancel this thing. They're not making a series order. Everyone in the focus group hated it from the fucking middle of America dude walking around Times Square. It was probably his first time buying cotton candy or visiting the M&M store to get a toy for his kid back in uh, Minnesota. Okay. To the genderqueer Brooklynite. Yeah, they all hated it. They love Tony Danza. This show doesn't have an audience, guy. Okay. It's not getting commissioned. Well, is it what I wanted to see? I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I know I am. <sighs> you know, as an as an audience, and then just like that, yep. to an extent, I'm meant to be rooting for Shay or rooting for especially the, as a fellow comic, rooting for the characters in the show. But this I don't, is your colleague. I don't, I don't think the show like. You know, if that's the feedback from a test group, that thing's going to get slated if it makes it to air. It's true. And that's why you have test screenings. And it is, it's bad. Let's just give Tony Danza another show. <laughs> it's bad, but it's faci- it's fascinating. The choice that, like, it is, it is. Mattress Pikelet's been listening to the pod. <laughs> I don't know about that. I just think it's interesting I, that they've contained inside of the show. Yes. Criticism of the show. Well, and criticism of Shay's comedy style, mm. which is like the one thing which means that it's felt, uh, amongst others, totally unmoored from reality, is that everyone is on board with Shay's comedy. I think this show is doing... A re- I'm going to be earnest now okay. about this show. I think this show is doing a actually pretty good job of showcasing the difficulty of having... Um, diverse communities represented in mediums like television Mm. because in TV, the stakes are so high because bandwidth is so limited, budgets are so expensive, so much resource gets put into one thing Mm -hmm. that you become incredibly risk averse and you end up as a result of that making dross. Mm. And as soon as you try to make something interesting, it like, sure, there'll be a very passionate small audience served by it. But that's not what television executives want. They want big, in the middle, let's sell well, some the, soap commercials. And the thing, and the representative happening to Shea Passer is that the you know the excitement of the clear vision that is brought to the network, yes, but, is distilled by the fear of it being too niche. And this is, but 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 this is the interesting tension because so before everyone fully shits on Shea, 
things get said about the Shay character initially by the um, genderqueer person in the focus group from Brooklyn. And Shay's like, I told them that. I told the executives that. Yeah. So they're actually reflecting the sort of like all of the edges that got, you know, sanded off of the character in the show that would be maybe a more true to form representation of the experience of being a non-binary person depicted on television. It's hard to jam these experiences into the fucking sausage machine of TV mm. and have it come out good. And I think this show is sort of doing a good job of showing that. Yeah. Showing that tension and that difficulty and the frustration. I, it's and been a long it's been a long road to walk, but I totally agree. The frustration of underserved communities who aren't like, you know, us effectively yeah. being represented on screen. And so you want to know something, Michael? You fucking wily little asshole. <laughs> fucking hats off, dude. You got me. You goddamn How got it? me. He's been throwing so many darts on the dartboard consist- yeah. through the two movies, through the first season of And Just Like That, through this season of And Just Like That. We got guest stars. We got so many storylines every episode. It feels like a feature film every yeah. time we're sitting down to spend some time with these these gals. I'm there now. I'm where Guy was early on. You're here? Yeah, I've arrived. Welcome. This is my stop. <laughs> Fuck. Feels good. Never thought I'd do it. It's good, man. <laughs> this show's found its feet. They have to, I mean, look, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm. Samantha? They've got to re-up for season three. Oh, yeah. Well, according to Google, it's, it's like if it's you Google it, it says there's three seasons of the show. And I was like, holy shit. I just... um, But hasn't Mattress Pikelet said that sort of two and done? Didn't he say like... Nah, people say that sort of shit. That's true. You're protecting yourself. That's true. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I say we'll end it with the second yeah, movie, yeah. don't you? And then look at them now. Yeah. Carrie's got a lot going on in this episode. We haven't even mentioned it. Well, it, she does, but it's all contained in the episode. She's got the Runkle slash Harry storyline from the previous episode. First off, it's Halloween, folks. And that's a bit of fun at the start. Yeah, there's some costume we stuff. We did mention that, sorry. We get music. Harry in a... Um, I think that Charlotte's throwing a big fundraiser for Halloween and everyone's in costume except Miranda. Charlotte's chosen a very beautiful character to go as. And Charlotte the costume- is Kerry, is what's her name from the Americans? Felicity, TV's Felicity. And then... Uh, and Runkle is the other one from the Americans. Yeah, wearing a wig. The husband. It's one of those classic Halloween costumes where it doesn't work unless the other person's also wearing the costume. Well, even then. Like, I, I think the delight know, is just seeing Runkle with a big, thick head of hair. Yeah, which he uses to great comic effect later in the episode. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of a Halloween costume. And stop me if I've told you this. My greatest Halloween costume? Have I told you about that? No. Actually, it wasn't for Halloween. It was for a costume party. It was for uh, it was for the Auckland Theatre Awards, and the theme was Shakespeare. It used to be a great night out in Auckland. Yeah, it was. The Everyone Hackmans. would get dressed up. Yeah. And um, the theme was Shakespeare, and Joseph Moore and I... Went and we got costumes with our friends Eddie and Rosabelle. We got, um, I got a ladybird costume and he got like a cockroach costume. And Eddie and Rosabelle both got bee costumes. And the costume was two bees or not two bees. Wow, that's great. <laughs> but 95% of the night, I was just a ladybird. <laughs> you know? The costume only works in tandem with everyone Is around that Shakespeare? You. To be or not to be, that is yeah. the question. Yeah. That's Hamlet. That's Shakespeare. Oh, true. Is that Hamlet? Yeah. Oh, okay, true. Yeah. <laughs> Good shit. We're fucking traipsing through pop culture in this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very cur- current pop culture. William Shakespeare. But yeah, anyway, that's, that's so we've got <clears throat> that. Carrie, basically, Naya and Seema and Carrie, they're all single. They're all horny. Seema's like, we're going to hit this five-star hotel. The fellas are rich. They fuck like demons. They go. Seema and Naya immediately get picked up. Carrie doesn't. Then the next morning, Carrie's on the phone to Seema. She's telling her about her hookup. The guy used a penis pump. It's a great storyline. It feels it like actually is. non-canon vintage sex in the city. Yes. It feels like it's a Samantha storyline. We're having a lot of fun. For sure. My understanding with penis pumps is that you didn't use them like immediately before coitus. I thought it was a, a I guess my only exposure, honestly, is Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not mine, baby. <laughs> Uh, but I thought a penis pump, A, did are they real? Like, are they a thing that people use? And B, I thought it was like, a th- you know, it's like doing your stretches. Like, it's something you had to do every day. Yeah. Rather than you do it before. So, but I guess it would sort of stimulate blood flow. So, I guess I get it. Yeah. I get the science. I was get it, the is it to make your penis bigger? Yeah. He, but he seemed to need it for like a medical... To get an more. erection. Yeah. It seemed like he was using it to, to get started. Anyway, that storyline... That sort of bookends... We're no urologists. Yeah. If that's the right specialist. Who could say? Uh, but so... A cock Seema's on the blow. She's like, this guy used a penis pump. Stops Carrie dead in her tracks. But oh dear, she's standing in a cycle lane. Hmm. 
A cyclist collides into her, which would be fine in LA because everyone drives everywhere. But That's this right. is this is New York, New York City, City baby. baby. This is a commuter town. Uh, big collision. He's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing?" You know, like he's not that. All things considered, as he's coming up, he's like, "Bike lane, bike lane, bike lane." Yeah, she doesn't do anything. Okay, just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. If you've got time to yell out three bike lanes, you've probably got time to break a little. Do you bike much though? Yeah, I bike. Because if you're like, if you, I know, if you're, you're up flying, to speed, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it takes a while to shave off. It's scary. It's it is. actually scary biking. It is a little bit. Yeah. you got to have your I've wits. Biked in New, I've biked in New York. I know you have. But the highest risk is, is vehicles traditionally. Yeah. Because they but come you out do, of you just, do, you just do, you need everyone to respect the fact that cyclists exist. And it's you, actually part of what makes cyclists so punishing to talk to about it. Why? Because they have to be hyper aware. Yeah, because they're like so, you know, there's like, you you assume in the battle of like modes of transport that yeah. cyclists and pedestrians would be allied to one another. But there's actually a lot of friction between cyclists <laughs> and pedestrians. You know, you think that both those parties would be like, hey, fuck cars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's not. It's You're not. right. It's like cyclists and pedestrians like, hey, fuck you and fuck you too. You know, like everyone's out it's for like themselves. It's how, like how people talk about the elites have this divide and conquer situation when they pit us against each other with culture wars so that we never realise we're being diddled. Yeah. This, the pedestrians and the cyclists need to get together to take on yeah. big, big car. Absolutely. Anyway, so Carrie's just like fucking dumbfounded in the bike lane. This guy is careening towards her. She doesn't move. in the bike lane. He crashes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> He crashes out to avoid like just plowing into her on a bicycle, which would have been terrible. Mm -hmm. And subsequently, we think he has sprained his wrist. It turns out it, it, there's a lot of there's a very annoying scene where Carrie just keeps talking and the camera stays on her for too long because yeah. she's babbling because she's like awkward about the fact that she's just caused an accident. You were furious at her phone, man. I well, the phone is one thing, but the, I, but I was also furious about the kind of editing decision and writing because they just hold this frame of Carrie and she's, she's an almost EP. going straight to None camera. None of her lines of dialogue are getting cut, even that's if they're bad. That's fucking true. But it's it's this almost direct address. The camera holds on her. She's center of frame. It's like a mid shot. And she's just going like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm not normally like this. I was just on my phone and someone told me this information that literally made me stop in my tracks. I don't, I have lived in New York, all this, da, da, da. And I like, it went on so long that at the three quarter mark, I was like, fucking cut, wrap it up. Yeah. Next shot. Yeah. Get out of this. Well, I tell you. I'm frustrated. You know who you need I've to. I've had a coffee. You, need, you know who you need to give that feedback to? Who? Cynthia Nixon. As director of this episode. Yeah. Mm, maybe. But it's a fix in the editing bay, also. Yeah. So although that's depending on the production, that's Cynthia's department as well. You go, well, uh, you know what? That's feeling off. Too long. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So anyway, this kicks off a sort of, if I can just truncate a little bit, a yeah. whirlwind romance where this guy is a um, app hot. developer. He's hot. He's a he's like he's a bit of me, man. He's a yeah. You like him? He's a steamy cup of tea. Yeah. Tall, six three, I reckon. Tall guy. Real nice too. Like initially they get off on a bad foot because he, you know, has a broken wrist because of Carrie. But then they eventually get together. She offers to help him. He's got an app that he's about to sell with his business partner, Paul. Uh, they've got some important presentations to try and get this thing off to market. Two days is the deadline. He's got a broken wrist. What will happen? Yeah. Well, Carrie literally has nothing to do these days because she's just swimming in wealth that she's accumulated from Mr. Big's untimely demise. Yeah. So she's she like... put his dick in the palatine pedal, remember. <laughs> that's right. 
You know what he should have been doing? Putting his dick in a penis pump instead. Yeah. And then maybe he'd still be alive yeah, to tell yeah, the tale. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> um, He's so, gone underground, eh? Who's that? North. North. Yeah, well, rightly so. Deep under. Yeah. Fuck, man. Bad times. Bad guy. Um. So, yeah, and fucking what else? Hasn't the show... Because remember, that was the launch of the first season? Yeah. Hasn't the show... Done a good job of... Rising above? Yeah. It sort of doesn't... You know, unless you actively remember it doesn't yeah. feel like it's tethered to the the world of the show anymore yeah i agree and they so can nice like that's like they, they killed them independent yeah. of that yeah they did unless they got like well, a long leak yeah which i assume is true actually because i love a conspiracy theory but so that so carrie basically starts talking up with this guy but he's working too hard his business partner's always on the phone i think this is unfair actually because you were sympathetic to that viewpoint which is the carrie bradshaw perspective which is like Spoiler alert, everyone. She So they have this kind of whirlwind romance while she's helping him punch yeah. together the last documents and presentations to sell this thing. They hook up. They have a whirlwind thing. And then she's like, you know what? You told me you weren't married. I think you are. You're married to your business partner, Paul. So yeah. essentially she's saying you're married to your work and yeah. I can't fit in to yeah, this. Yeah. I'm like, this motherfucker's got a deadline. Two days? Got to get the app up? Like, yeah. just hang back for a sec, Carrie. Let the man cook. And then let's go to dinner in a week. Yeah, it's a different pace of life over there. You don't need to stick around but for the, that. But and this is a specific point in time that she is, like, intruded into by causing a, an accident. Yeah. Just fucking... You yeah, don't need yeah, to yeah. walk out. I he, agree. He's not, things are going his, so he's well. not handling his shit. They're so sweet together. He, yeah. Work, they click. The chemistry's good. He's a mess, this guy. I understand the first time he's late to the meeting or whatever, that's fine, okay? Late to the meeting. The next time when yeah. Carrie's like, I'm going to go over and help out, which is clearly a play to hook up. Yeah. And then they're hooking up and the guy comes and he's like, well, this isn't all right. I'm also okay with that. The third time, I understand he made an error, but this guy, he like he needs, his head's not in the game. He's fucking, he thought he, he, romance, he, he, thought he, he, thought he said hey, like a pitch to quote Shakespeare, over message. To quote Shakespeare, love makes fools of us all. I don't even know if Shakespeare said that. I was just trying to do a callback. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, you're in a new relationship. Yeah, things are it's exciting. It's not a relationship. It it's a hookup. It's the start of a relationship. It's not. It's a Carrie self-contained storyline. It's one episode Only because long. Carrie ends it. It has all the ingredients of being the start of a beautiful relationship. I was rooting for this guy nah. whose name I can't I'll remember. Tell you, you his know, last name's Campbell. You know What's his coming? first name? I don't know. They leaked it in the materials before the season started. What? You know what's coming, don't you? What? I mean, if oh, you, Aiden. Yeah, if you like Caden. I, so I, I accidentally saw some shit online about that, which I'm very angry at the internet for telling me. <laughs> the internet's angry at you for taking so long. Yeah, fair. Well, wait, it's not even out. Oh, that one might be. I don't. We don't listen, know. I don't give a shit. Stop spoiling everything for me. This is literally <laughs> the only show where I care <laughs> about spoilers. Fuck, you've, you've, you've taken a long walk. Imagine if one. Samantha turned up and we didn't know. Like in the last episode. Imagine How if Samantha showed up in a threesome with Stephen Aiden. It could happen. It could. It's a sexy happen. season. It's a horny season. We want Samantha and Steve to get together. That's what we want. The boys are on record. Talk to me about your shining light. Talk to me about oh. any other stray thoughts you have. Speaking of meta stuff, this is such a dorky thing to have as a shining light. So I apologize in advance, but I thought it was a. I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween. We got costumes oh, at yeah, Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Lisa's, what's his name? Lisa's husband. Lisa Hector? Todd Wexley. Hex Herbert. He Herbert. Um, 
uh, isn't dressed up. He's the only one who's not. And she says, you didn't, you didn't wear your George Washington outfit. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, wait a second. And then I remembered that guy is George Washington from the original Broadway cast of Hamilton. Yeah. I thought it was cute that they referenced it. And then he does get dressed up. That's kind of a full circle moment for Lynn. Lin-Manuel, because he played a furniture mover. Yes, he did. In one of the Sex and the City movies. Yes, he did. So there you go. There you go. And now, Christopher Jackson. The thing he created is being treated as an Easter egg inside of an episode of And Just Like That. It's kind of like when a band opens for another band, and then after that, they open for them. Yeah. You know? you got to swallow some pride to do it. But also, you know, this is the way the world works. Uh, Is that your shining light? Mm-hmm. That piece of data. The reason well, in the world of the show, by the way, the reason that Herbert doesn't wear the costume is because he's taking his run for public office seriously. Oh, really? Yeah. He says, oh. I, I don't want to get one of them on page six in a silly costume. Fuck. I really was trying not to miss anything. So I was making toast. Yeah. Guess what I was and doing? I missed something you're watching. Making absorbing. memories. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's what I eat. My nutrition, I exclusively get my nutrition nutritional value from what I'm fed by just like that. I'm on a diet, I'm fasting. I'm fasting until this season's finished. I'm not going to eat another thing. This is, you know, this is the only thing I want to eat. Do you, feel, not, do you feel nourished I'm from this I'm not listening episode? to music, radio. I'm not reading the news. I'm not reading books. This is the only... Do I feel nourished? Hell yeah. This is the healthiest <laughs> I'll feel all week. I'm going to feel sick as hell soon. What was your shining... <laughs> My shining, your shining light? light guy? <laughs> really funny moment. Penis pump guy. He bookends the episode. At the start, we see him get out the penis pump. Him and Seema, she describes it to Carrie as really good, 30 minutes of fantastic foreplay, weird intermission, and then B plus sex. She comes, they have a nice spoon afterwards. Later on, we assume it's the second time they're having sex. They have sex. He finishes. He rolls over. He's like, oh, yeah. Good times. And then Seema opens her bedside table drawer, takes out a golden vibrator, yeah. starts seeing to herself. Yep. And he hears the buzz of the vibrator. <laughs> this was great. And he's just like... Not cool. <laughs> and then they have a fight where she's like, what are you talking about? I fucking let you take out your penis pump. I woke up with it in my dish tray. Like, I'm allowed. And he's like, uh-uh. He starts harumping. And he goes, he goes, yeah, but the... Yeah. Not cool. She's like, well, you went, you did the... In my bedroom. It's a nice little fight. And then he harumps his way into his clothes and storms out saying, not cool. And then you hear her start masturbating again. Yeah. And then from off camera, you get another... Not cool. Seriously? He rocks. He's yeah. got great energy. He's a great, great yeah. comedic character. I've got to say, and this is a sort of a reflection more on me than the episode. This one was only a 9 out of 10 for me because in the last episode, I felt like nothing went wrong and it's an easier journey for me. We also need to bookmark a huge feature of this episode is the fact that Rock, Charlotte's kid, has been approached randomly at a skate park by a modeling agency. For Ralph Lauren. For Ralph Lauren. And books a gig. Books a gig. Runkle's spidey sense is tingling that this is a Jeffrey Epstein situation. Yeah. And Charlotte is so overcome with the fact that her child will be following her footsteps of being a teen Ralph Lauren model, yeah. which she was probably once, one time, yeah. but it won't all shut right. the fuck up Take about. it easy, all right. I don't know, man. Shout's a bit much for me this year. What and did you rate it? Eight. Well, what am I ranking here? It's eight out of ten. Wow. You gave the last one nine. I remember. didn't. You did. Yeah, you did. From me. We did. So... You and me both, Listen, buddy. I just need to say that's happening. Brothers Charlotte takes Rock to straits. the shoot. The shoot seems like it's, I guess, kosh at this point, but remains to be fully seen. 
Runkle comes in with the wig. The wig comes back. Yeah. He comes in in disguise he comes in a in teenager's hoodie. As the Steve Buscemi meme. Yes. Yeah. Hello, fellow kids. And uh, goes up to the photographer and is like, oh, what's going to be on that green screen? Something, Something sexy. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, this is a family shoot. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it appears that the pedophile catcher has become the, the pedophile. pedophile. Yeah. It's a lovely, it's, I mean, they're having a lot of fun on a lot of levels and it turns out so are we, and that's it mm. for the fifth episode of In Just Like That. What did you give this one? Sorry. Count them uh, down. Seven. Nine. A nine out of 10. Four to come. Well, the last one was 10. I gave it nine because I didn't like the conflict. I like it when everyone's happy. <laughs> Even when I'm rooting for the character to be unhappy, I you still don't like it. You have been rooting for Shay's down for, for a season I'm just, and a half. I'm rooting for acknowledgement that Shay's not funny and I got it. All right. But then I got, I got it served with the side of... Sadness. And yeah, you know. I, if someone was like, I, I mean, sooner than see Shay, Shay's identity picked apart through the medium of a tester of a, like a test screening of a pilot for a sitcom. Yeah. I'd rather see like, um, maybe. Do you want to see them on Sh- Kill Tony or something? I want to see Shay like, getting, was dog shit. Shay getting slated in the green room. Yeah. Or, or yeah, a, a heckler, you know? Yeah. Actually, I don't want to see a heckler. I don't want to encourage that, but. Do you know what's crazy? This show has Bobby Lee in it. Yeah. Heaps. Yeah. He's a good comedian. I couldn't name one bit. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. And just like that, it's the worst idea of all time. And just like that, they're at it again and having such a gay old time. And just like that, they're back. Got Montgomery and Timothy back. And just like that, It's the worst idea of all time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.